Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond. And today I am here with creator of Daddy Doll Cosmetics, Instagram model, and for my fans, content creator, Daddy Doll, who oh is gosh, launching. Welcome. Who is launching Daddy Doll Cosmetics soon? How are you doing today, sexy? I am doing great, and thanks again for having me. This is something that I've never done before, so um, I'm a little nervous. But thank you so much for for having me. I'm already having so much fun. <laughs> Work. So you're originally from Mexico, right? I am hundred percent born and raised Mexican. Yeah, lived there the first twenty four years of my life, and then I moved to this country back in 2014. Whoa. Yesterday, if you will. <laughs> I'm not going to start doing math. I'm pretty. I don't have to do how to do math. <laughs> so wait, you moved here in 2014 when you were how old? I did uh, right after finished my school because you know what? I love my Mexican. <sighs> I love my country so much, but you know, being a little queer little boy right there it was really tough so the first chance that i got i was like you know what love you guys but see ya yeah <laughs> i'm out so what was it like for you growing up as a kid it was i have to say i i had a a pretty normal childhood you know it's like i was i was always the good great kind of a boy like the very friendly very like by the book and like whatever mom and dad said kind of a person i will say that also i was very yeah. i have to say i had a very normal childhood until i made it to middle school that's when things got a little bit more violent because i started to you know like deep a little bit more into like who i was and what i liked and definitely finding that i was very fucking gay <laughs> and i was like Wow, that's when things started to become a little bit more uncomfortable for me in in my in in the city that I grew up at. Of but other course. than that, yeah, it was good. She was she was a good girl. She was a good girl. <laughs> As we all were, absolutely. Right. Until we started moving in. Until we started moving out on our own, and that's when we started causing trouble. Um, I know, right? I'm like, once mom and dad were in there, I'm like, baby, nothing's going to stop us now, period. Yeah, I would say, so Mexico, you probably had like a pretty, cons I would say in theory, I don't know, but you can correct me if I'm wrong about this. Yeah. Probably had a pretty conservative, like religious upbringing, right? Mm, you know what the the funny thing is like i used not to like my my family was super chill for for all the gay agenda and for all that stuff and the homosexuals and shit. but there was a point in my life where my brother got diagnosed with cancer and he was really like actually really sick by the time that he got officially diagnosed with that he only had like at least two months um before the cancer will like i don't like take over his entire body right so yeah. from having a very chill family we my parents at least became very religious because me and my family kind of like experienced what i don't know you how do you want to call it but some people call it like a miracle and it was my brother just healing in in two weeks like after two weeks he was just okay and we were like what the fuck is going on you know Right. So my parents kind of got, I don't want to say trapped because I feel like holding on to faith when you need that thing to happen the most is like, it can be helpful in 
healing for you, but my parents took it to another level, like to like a little cuckoo level, if you will, when they got to attach to the Bible and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, I went from like a very chill family to like a, like you're gonna go to hell if you don't do this and if you don't do this and that kind of a family, you know, like it was really, it was really interesting. And the fact that I was able to manage all that, it was, I don't know how I did that, but we did it. See, I would say I had the, um, the thing was my family was always super religious, but like mm -hmm. it was once my mom got sick where she started mm -hmm. becoming like super religious. Yeah, wow. And, Sounds familiar. Totally. Yeah. Although, unlike the good ending of your story, my mom ended up passing away. So, like, I'm sorry to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That was when I was 18. So, mm -hmm. and then we'll wait. We'll, we'll wait for that. So, scroll past baby, scroll past. We dollified ourselves already. Well, well, no, 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 no. It's connected to my next question, what I'm about to say. So, mm -hmm. um, what was it like for you coming out as gay? Oh my god, if I could pick a word, I will say I will pick two words actually fucking chaotic. Like, imagine having all this like Jesus freak people behind you 24 7 because they suspect that you're gay. And now when you confirm that to them, everything just like fell apart so quick and really bad. I remember I was with this uh, ex-partner back in the day in high school. I was probably like 18 or probably 19 um, at the time. And I really was into this person. And I was like, you know what? I mean, 19 years old, what did we know? What did I know about love? You know, for me, it was like, you're the one and I'll fight for you no matter what. Um, so I, I was like, you know what? I feel like it's the time for me to tell my parents about my truth and my reality and how I feel and the things that I have to endure like secretly and suffer secretly just because I don't, I don't have them, you know, or their support. Like, um, so when I finally decided to come clear to them i remember i i got in a huge fight with my mom for another random reason and i had to go to my grandma's for a weekend in order for me to just like chill decompress and be like you know what you don't deserve this version of myself we're gonna talk later um so i wrote this huge ass letter about me pretty much expressing how i felt and my reality and, and my truth. And I was like, I wish I could put this into words, but you know, it's just the way I am. And I'm sorry to disappoint you. And I'm sorry to disappoint everyone, but like it or not, like this is me. And I decided to read that to my father before, because I don't know, families in Mexico work a little different. At least it's more like a matriarchy kind of dynamic. So you have to be scared of your mom and la chancla if you don't behave. You know, yeah. the chancla, it's always going to be the chancla. And your dad is like, it's okay, but your dad is your friend, you know, but your mom is the fucking motherfucking boss ass bitch. Yeah. You know? um, so you know what? I'm going to play it safe. I'll tell my dad first. And then depending how the, the testing the waters part goes, I'm going to come out to my mom. Um. 
And I invited my dad for a coffee or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I have something to tell you. And I wrote, I was reading this letter to him and he didn't say a fucking word. And I was like, red flag number one. He just drove me back home. He tells me to get in my room. And next thing I know, my mom and he left the house. And I was like, there's no possible positive outcome from this. This is, this is giving me a lot of drama already. And exactly that's what happened. Right after I came back, the yelling, the crying, that how could you, that I wish you were dead. I wish like all those things came like a vomit from them. And again, I for, I forgave them. Like I forgave, I decided to forgive them long ago because it was, healthier for me not to carry all those things. And I was like, you know what? No one, no one's gonna tell anyone how to be a good parent. You know, and my parents, they just think they knew it all. And that was, that was the main problem. I think they just, they, they thought just because they knew the Bible, which for them, that was their truth. They thought mm -hmm. that they would, put that on me, onto me, you know? And I was like, no guys, I don't think that's, that's gonna be for me at all. Like, I appreciate you, but if you want me dead, like I can make myself fucking vanish if you don't want me around, like, bye. And yeah, right after that, it's when I decided to finally just move out of my country and just escape all that bad juju and bad energy for good. Well, mm -hmm. Family was not the people I had problems with. I did have a problem with my coming out. Wow. So I will say in some ways, you had a difficult, I gave it to you, having to tell to your parents. Mm -hmm. I, I came out four months after my mom died. So like, I only had to tell my dad. Okay. <laughs> Which was so much. And my dad was like accepting. And I have an older sister who was accepting. I fucking love that for you. Yes. Yeah. The person I shouldn't have come out to was a youth minister of the church. Because <laughs> I told him about this performance idea I had with a knife and how I'd like practiced it because I'm theatric, obviously. Mm -hmm. And like, <clears throat> so he left the room. He came back in about 10 minutes later. He said, you mm -hmm. have one of two options. Either you're coming with me or I'm calling the cops. Oh, my God. So then I don't know. Yeah. Oh my God. No, I went with him to get a psych psyche eval, a psychological exam. For what though? Oh my God. Okay. I, I passed it. I passed it. He lied to make it seem like I was lying on the exam. And as a result, I got locked in a mental institution for 64 hours. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I, I feel like what makes us like, really that bitch is like if you're able and capable to move on from that that very like traumatic experience like that speak very highly of you and of yes. me and the fact that we found the the right coping mechanisms to just like stick true to ourselves and instead of like i don't know because i feel like the easy way it's always gonna be i don't know like creating more trouble to yourself you know like once you're really synced in and like a very dark spot is like what can go worse like worse than this it's like you just like try to be like have a little bit more self-destructive yeah 
attitude, you know? And the fact that we did the opposite and we were able to turn something so traumatic and something productive or art in this case is like, it's yeah. like me. It's like any of the trauma I've been through, mm -hmm. it's just made me stronger. It's like, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like, whatever. It's like, this is my truth. It's like, it's like, I've been, that's happened to me. I've been sexually assaulted twice. Like, there is nothing that you can like throw at me now that like absolutely I, yeah. I, I can't handle like mm -hmm. I can handle it bring it absolutely and the fact that you have this platform to help more people it's like really really fucking amazing to and to yeah and to tell your truth too, it's really fucking amazing to be honest but yeah what doesn't kill you makes you stronger a good Carly Clarkson will say she was really fucking right honestly 100 <laughs> But yeah, also like what it will be for us to be gays and not to have to endure trauma, you know? I feel like it's so funny that you mentioned that because I was at a position a couple weeks ago. Um, I had this interview for a project that came across my way that I was not expecting to, to even be part of or like even think about of, you know? Like I cannot share much oh. about that right now, but... It was so unexpected because it's an offer that I happened to receive two years after I applied for this offer, right? Like to the, like oh, two wow. years after this happened, these people just got in touch with me and um, we had a couple meetings, meetings already in terms of like what the project will be and stuff. But right before I got into the interview, I was like, if is this gonna be for me, Mother Universe? Like, bring it send it i think i'm ready but if you don't think that i'm ready to have this voice and to have this platform send whatever adversity i have to go through in order for me to learn what i need to learn that it's going to take me to the next better me level you know what i mean because yeah like you said whatever that it's not yeah like whatever reason like whatever situation that puts you onto a test yeah. It always makes you be better at being yourself and become stronger. Mm -hmm. Of course. And like, this is the thing. In some ways, I would say gays of our generation are going to be much stronger than gays of future generations simply oh, because so. of the fact that most of them don't have to struggle when they come out. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like you all come out and you have loving parents. I'm like, that's, must be fucking, must be fuck, yeah, must be uh -huh. fucking nice, bitch. Like, right? No, seriously though. And as, as far as I'm concerned, like I am really happy that this generation it's way more accepting, and parents nowadays, parents nowadays are more accepting to their queer or gay children because, maybe I feel like not having that support, it's, it can, it can really, it can really give you a hard time for sure. Especially because me at the time when I came out of the closet, I was like literally like going to college full time and having to work full time too to be able to pay my school at the same time. And uh, it was a very crucial part of my life where I didn't have not even like 1% of their support. Like, yeah, I was like, okay, if, if you're not make it on your own and if you're if you don't 
do things for yourself, like literally no one else is going to do them for you. Exactly. Uh, like that's why I always say, especially people who want to do like this platform, like mm -hmm. podcasting, if you aren't ready to have to get, have to put in the effort to actually try and get guests, you will drown. Yeah. You're not going to make it. Like, I love people who are like, first of all, unless you were famous before you did a podcast, you ain't handed nothing. Like, mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah. None of us. We all start from zero. See, yeah. Well. And like you said, I feel like the, the thing that differentiates people is like whoever's got the courage to get things going. You know, like you're always looking for people to work with. It's like, I'm always looking for the next trend to follow or the next formula to try or like, yeah. I don't know, like this look or like whatever. It's like you're investing your time in something that you think it's going to provide with better things for the future or like just being yourself and expressing yourself. So, okay. I'm going to, I didn't write this question this way, but I'm going to ask it a different way. So what from coming from Mexico, what made you choose Boston? Mm. Um, so I had this friend at the time and she had another friend who was living in San Francisco by the time that we finished college. Um, she's a very talented, uh, fashion designer, Victoria. I love her so much. And I finished my school and I was like, you know what? I feel like I need to chill before deciding if I'm going to either do my master's or like specialize on something else or like whatever. Like I needed a break from school. I was like enough. So I had this offer from my bestie to move to Boston for the summer. She was like, you know what? I think Boston is going to do you very well. And it's going to give you like the time and the space to just like clear up your mind and whatever. And it happened that Victoria moved from San Francisco to Boston and she got her own place. And I knew her from Mexico, so that's why I had the facility to come to live with her. You know, oh. she, she, was, she was already having a living in 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 Massachusetts when I moved there. Yeah. So that I will say, more than anything, like a specific reason, like having someone that I knew and that I trusted already living there and telling me that yeah. that she knew that the city was gonna do some good for me, I trusted her hundred percent. Right. And then I will <laughs> see, but you have to live with people now. Cause like back when I moved away from home, cause I did live away from home for four years, mm -hmm. I moved to Orlando, but like I lived in Orlando back when it was like affordable. Okay. Not anymore. Like, not yeah. anymore. No, like I lived and believe it or not being in Boston, you're going to think this is crazy, but this is literally, I lived in a one bedroom, one bathroom apartment and I paid $700 a month in rent. There's no way. Like here in Boston, that is like mm -mm, not happening. But, but this was before the economy is the way that it is now. There's back in 2015, 16, mm -hmm. when I moved out, you could do that. Now, yeah. forget it. Like, no, baby, you need at least, you need at least like a good, two good roommates here in Boston to make it happen if you're not rich. And I also lived in the bad part of town, which mm -hmm. wasn't exactly wasn't exactly what everybody wanted. It helped me when I started having sex, but <laughs> absolutely. I mean, 
privacy changes everything. Everything. <laughs> Although I'm trying to step away a little from my hookup uh, era at the moment. Because I, I feel like, I don't know, you know, when you hit the 30-somethings, it's maybe I don't know if it's an age thing, but at the moment, like, I've been just trying to focus like 100% on myself. And I feel like well, this little, this little man companion sometimes can distract me. And I'm like, maybe let's step away for at least for a good three weeks. <laughs> Babe, let me tell you the truth. Tell you, I'm, not, I'm, not I'm not doing good. <laughs> Here's what you need to do. You need to find you one person that you can consistently have sex oh, with. Maybe. That's what I, that is what I have. That's why like. My regular dad is just one text nor, or call away from me. I'm like, baby, <laughs> you know my body, come over. <laughs> <sighs> There's no need for me to tell you a single thing, Slay. <laughs> That's why all these people who are out here like, I mean, granted, like hooking up with different people's cute when you're in like your early 20s. I'm in my late 20s now. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm like, you, no. You get tired. Yeah, I'm like the same old for real. I'm like. Well, like making Nash said, it's like I just want my mans to come, like use me and abuse me, and then like go back from where you. <laughs> I don't have the time. It gets a little complicated when you're like craving that intimacy part of the part of that. It's like, like I really want you, or like at least to cuddle me a little bit right after. But usually, I don't have that. <laughs> You're friends with benefices and cuddle with you, like. Um, I don't feel like any of my regulars are to that level. I feel like, yeah, it's just like, hi, have you been down to business? And then see you next time. Kind of a vibe. No, I cuddle every time. Like, uh -huh. girl, how can you now? I need to tell like, you need to teach me some, some classes here. Cause I'm not good at that. <laughs> And again, I feel like Cosintimas is like something really cute that you really have to share with someone that really it's worth your time and your energy. You know, like I wouldn't yeah. give that to like anyone. No, it's like the thing is we've been so I've been living at home since 2019 and we've been hooking up with each other since then. So like mm -hmm. we're There's a few years in. Uh -huh. Yeah. And, and this is the thing that would, I would say that would turn into a relationship if we did not have two completely different goals. Gotcha. Yes. He, he wants to stay in Florida cause he's originally from California. I have lived in Florida my whole life. I want to leave. You're like, I'm ready. Uh huh. I'm like, I'm done. <sighs> yeah. And I feel like it's, it's, it's very important to share with your significant other, the same ideals, or at least like the same yeah. level of ambition, you know? and yeah sadly i feel like in terms of like relationships for me it's been hard for me to find find a man that actually can keep up with like me having this crazy dreams and like sometimes i feel like they think that i'm insane and i'm like no baby i just i just like to look things on the future you know it's like and if you if you don't want to be supportive of my craziness it's like i don't think this is going to work out from the very beginning which, first of all, not to stereotype, but to stereotype mm -hmm. a little bit. 
you're Mexican. Of course, you're a little bit crazy. Like, oh, baby, yeah, it's in, like, my, gen it's in my genetics. <laughs> like, seriously, like, I love when people are like, oh, they want someone who's calm. It's like, so you want <laughs> someone who's boring? Uh huh. <laughs> Define that to me. Define calm to me, please. I definitely have a lot of salt and pepper to offer, a lot of spice and condiments to like throw onto everyone and everything, you know? It's like, it's the way that I am. I was well, raised by the television and that was like Mexican telenovelas. That always gets you right. <laughs> of course, I know. Literally, I know this because other than black men, I'm primarily with Latino men. Mm -hmm. So like, I know this like, as I say, being a thicker bitch with an ass, like you gotta do what you gotta that's what do. They want. Yes, okay. that's, that's why they love. What can we do? <laughs> <laughs> so, so when did you first start getting involved with makeup? Um, it was. Um, I will say what, maybe like seven years ago at this point, the makeup journey for me started this random day in April when I was just like scrolling on my Twitter and, you know, I was like, okay, dick, 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 butthole, dick, whatever. <laughs> and then this video, <laughs> legit, I was like, dick, dick, butthole, dick. Um, and then this video of Mrs. Ariana Grande performing Be All Right with this very vogue kind of a choreo situation that she had going on on her tour i was like i was so mesmerized by that i was like wow and again i come from a country where god forbid i was being caught like talking about lipsticks or lip gloss or makeup or like skincare like that's for the girlies you know like you don't do that martin you don't do that it's not for you and it's not okay so yeah. I was like, one day, something just like literally like out of nowhere, I was like, what if I try to transform in this bitch? You know, like, I was like, I want to be Ariana Grande performing Be All Right for Halloween. And then I started learning, watching videos, like trying products and like conceal my brows and do the whole thing. And... Uh, I I I got it right. Like I got Ariana Grande to the fucking T, to be honest, in five or six months. And after that, I just became attached to the to that, to like the power of like transforming yourself. It's like it it takes just like, I mean, granted, it was like a five-hour makeup or and getting ready situation to achieve that yeah. Ariana Grande for Halloween, but I was like it's so major for me how makeup just like makes you be whoever you want to be you know for those days when i'm like martin it's just tired or overuse or like whatever it's like i put on my makeup and it's like daddy doll comes into action and she's got it all together and she's ready to fucking slay you know and that's how i, I ariana grande made me love makeup and the drag <laughs> what a queen and now it developed into like i went from this phase of uh okay i was like okay i found myself really passionate about it and i was like okay let's try 
let's try to bring this passion into something that you can actually make money of, you know? So I try to have my clients and I was doing my makeup on the side and freelancing for weddings and for weddings and parties and stuff. And then I realized that I was like, you know what? I get such a good high from doing makeup for other people that I just feel like it's not okay for me to be paid for that. Like it just felt, I was like, yeah, it's my passion. I don't want this to become my, my, my office job. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to turn this into something that I might hate in the, in the course of like three years, you know, like I didn't want to risk that. And I went from that to start creating actual makeup products and mixing things and like playing with different shadows and formulas and just going like full chemist in my room and just trying yeah. everything. And I was like, wow, like, I feel like my love for makeup translates in a way that I would love to create makeup for people that they feel like they're the weirdos or like the ones that they don't belong, you know? Cause I right. want them to be like empowered and like that they can just be whoever they want to be, period. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, and Daddy that's Doll. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Daddy Doll said five to six hours. Literally, the reason is as a as a drag queen, as a performer, I I'm a musician first. So like I sing mm -hmm. live every time I perform. So I don't oh, as I say. You go. Uh-huh. So like I always wear sunglasses, so like I don't know how to do eyes. So like it does not take me. It does not take me hours. I can literally get ready in about thirty minutes. Like, oh, baby, absolutely. Again, a girl on the go. But whenever you want me to, baby, I can dollyfy you and give you that beat. <laughs> of course, already, bitch. I definitely will let you know because like <laughs> I will. I will say this. We Somebody's like, so we can keep the brows. Yeah. Some people are like, you could just practice it. I'm like, I only get in drag to get on camera. I can't be looking fucking crazy with like, I've I've seen them. Some people go through their like eye journey. I'm like, you ain't gonna have me looking a fool when I'm interviewing somebody. No, no, thank you, no, thank you. A good Fendi will do the job, and then you put on this gorgeous glasses, like yes. <laughs> but it's exactly the makeup journey, and again, it's different for everyone, and. Uh, I was like, the first concept that I had for my brand was like, okay, the non-binary and the the power of becoming and being who you are and like expressing like no gender or whatever. But then I was like, you know what? That's a fight that it's so personal, like self-expression. It's so personal that I'm like, I cannot tell you or teach you how to do, how you should be doing your makeup. You know, I was like, yeah. I'm not going to tell the girlies out there how they're supposed to be doing their thing because we're all gonna do whatever works for us and whatever exactly like more fears yeah and what works for me it's not gonna work for other people but the thing with my brand it's like i want people to like get to a product where it's gonna look like chaotic and artistic and it's gonna make yeah. you want to use it and explore it and like get crazy with it that's what i really want and not only that like i'm just looking at you a little bit one thing that I don't think you have to do. It's something I definitely don't have to do. You don't have to contour your nose, do you? Oh, and I don't contour my nose. No, that's no, what that's that, what I'm saying. That's, that's never got me. Uh huh. That's what that's what I'm. I had somebody who wanted me to put them in drag one time, and they're like, uh -huh. first of all, they had like a shark nose. I'm like, I don't know how to make that smaller. Like, <laughs> I can I cannot help you, baby. Like, You're no. like, I love you, but this is no contour situation. 
Yeah. No, honestly, and and again, makeup shouldn't be about like trying to disguise your flaws or like try to hide them. Makeup should be something that is just gonna enhance you and like move you from like zero to like ten in like in terms of like how you present to the world. You know, no, no, how you perceive yourself in the mirror or how you see the, yourself in the mirror. It's like how you present out there. Right? Because, baby, right. I definitely feel my best when I'm, like, house naked and covered in glitter, for sure. And, like, nothing can stop me when I'm, like, house naked and covered in glitter, pretty much. <laughs> He's saying half naked. He, oh, sorry. They're, they, they're saying half naked. They're being nice. Like, mm-hmm. they'd rather be full naked covered in glitter. Oh. Like, Imagine, I mean, that's the full fantasy. Seriously, like, just wake up and be like, ah, oh, glitter all over, slay, no clothes, slay. <laughs> Bitch wants to be in that Kesha, like, stripper realness, like. Oh my God, Stripperella raised me, to be honest, from MTV. If you ever watched that, you were a real one. Stripperella, it was a cartoon, and I think Pamela Anderson did the, the voicing for her, the main character. Pretty much like a superhero stripper. That's the plot. <laughs> Work. I base ma- like most of my personality because of that character. So, what made you want to start doing a for my fans account instead of an OnlyFans account? Um, now that's a very good question. Um, I have to say, I was doing my research because I before I jumped into this unexplored making content for adults kind of a world, right? I was like, you know what? Like, I wanna be ready. I wanna do my my part and just like do some right research. And I was looking at some point that a lot of content creators were having issues with the payout situation. I think it was a thing on, on Twitter at some point that a lot of people was having issues trying to cash out their stuff, right? Or that they will like request a cash out part payment and they will like get it like after and then i saw that people and for my fans since it was a newer platform they weren't having like any sort of issues and honestly it was just because of that i feel like the reputation and maybe like call me whatever but i've been always this type of person that is like i don't want to do like what everyone like what the majority of people is doing it's just like a personal choice i'm like i'm just like that you know i'm like why only fans when i can pick for my fans instead Right. I mean, mean, of course, why? Of course, I get that literally being the person who's like, so I guess I'll just go into like my don't get me wrong. (laughs) I do have my OnlyFans account, but it's just like to follow my favorite models and like like, talk or collaborate in the future because I'm, yeah, my plan is to take this platform a little bit more serious too. Yeah. See, my thing is, okay, I like it a lot. I, I love all you content creators. I have too many of y'all on to subscribe to all of you. So, like, I love your work. I support your work. Literally, go follow, go follow this bitches for my fans. Like, give a bitch money. But it's if I, but if, better, baby, it's only gonna get better. <laughs> but if, but if I gave every content creator I've had on here money, I'd be broke. Like, oh yeah, baby, <laughs> I know. I'm like. And again, it's because I support their art, and I feel like a lot of yeah. a lot of like why I wanted to become involved in this is because I 
like inside me, I always knew that I was going to do this at some point. I was like, you're already giving all this man, all this eye candy on your daily. Might as well just level up, you know? You're already there. Just just need a little push. <laughs> yeah. Life's too short not to try everything, to be honest. Exactly. And it's yeah. like, that's why I did this podcast. Because like, living in a small town the drag queens don't like me here be well i shouldn't say that they don't like me here they should talk what i do mm -hmm. and it's like well guess what i'm gonna give myself a podcast i'm gonna start interviewing people and i'll shit talk you all you want because like what are you gonna do you gonna cancel me from gigs i already am not booked for yeah go ahead go ahead cancel me like cancel me yeah it's your art, it's what you do. And also like not everyone has to understand it. You know, as long as you're making moves that that it's everything that should matter at the end. No, I have I have my drag sister around here. That's like my one drag friend. And she was like, she saw what I was doing and she's like, you're doing it. Like, mm -hmm. I have to give a shout out to her. Salma Love, love her. Another Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> we love her. And like, for the rest of them, it's like, I've had one other drag queen from this area on mm -hmm. around here. And like, she's someone I vibed with. But like, other than that, literally one of the drag queens who was my drag sister's former drag mother, mm -hmm. literally was like, she has like shit talked to my drag before I've heard it. I went to one an event that my drag sister was at that she was hosting at once. Mm -hmm. She was hitting on me. She did. I wasn't in drag. She was hitting on me. She didn't know who I was. Make it make sense. <sighs> we girlies here are our only mission is to hype, hyped up each other and just like lift each other in what we no. do. I'm like, it's not that complicated. It's not that hard. Like, how can we make progress and how can we make or give our community our a stronger voice if we're not here for each other? Right? It's like. If someone's laying, recognizing, be like, yes, bitch, go for yeah. it. I'm here for you, you know? Instead of like, I, down. Yeah, I am all here for daddy doll work. Like, Thank you. I'm, I'm yeah. very excited for everyone to get to see what I've been cooking for the past. I have to say maybe three years at this point because the first daddy doll palette was ready to go, but I have to go through a very chaotic, um, breakup situation um, about nine months ago. So I have to scrap the full entire project and we are doing it again. And this time it's, it's, it's more real and it comes from a place of a lot of healing and a lot of love for, yeah. for what I do and for the people that follows me too. work. Mm -hmm. So what's the freakiest thing that you've done while filming? Oh, we're getting this. Uh, we're getting into this. <laughs> so let me tell you one thing. I'm pretty new in this world, right? And my first official yeah. collab was with Mr. Um, Austin Wolf. I know oh, a lot of opinions are very divided in between, like in terms of his online persona. I knew what I was setting myself for uh, before I came into that collaboration. But I have to say, like, the craziest thing that has happened to me, it was 
getting to met him like out of nowhere. I was just like in P-Town for the 4th of July. I was living my best half naked, covered in glitter life. And um, yeah, we just connected. And uh, honestly, we filmed about like four times, but only one of the videos made the cut, the one that he posted. And we po we both posted on our on our websites. But the craziest thing was that right after we had the first session he introduces me to this his sweet lovely partner but i was like literally still naked when he was introducing me to this his significant other and i was like wait so nice meeting you though <laughs> but i was like legit like freshly fucked which i thought it was really funny because i was like i want what they have low-key like that is the power couple that i deserve First of all, bitch, don't lie to me. Acting like you had shame. Like, please. <laughs> you know, again, it, it was not shame. It was just like unexplored territory. Like, you're talking to your monogamous only kind of relationship person. So for me, it was like, whoa, like, having oh. to to know that there's like, like couples that can make it work that way. It's very fucking inspiring to me. And it's what, what I want at the end of the day from my significant other too or from my yeah partner. see i've never been in a monogamous monogamous relationship so i don't know what that's like like mm -hmm. i don't know her i've never like is she yeah i'm a victim because of my background like my religious background and the mexican social constructs and all that but i'm after this failed relationship i've been putting myself out there and trying things that i've never did before and exploring my sexuality and my queerness in terms of like not wanting to settle but still wanting to find that level of intimacy and like boyfriend or couple status like i i know i'm gonna get it <laughs> eventually yeah and like you you look young which mm -hmm. i'm saying that because you told me you're in your 30s so like i'm 32 yeah uh-huh still a little girl a little girl from the from from the small town if you will she's still learning a lot <laughs> i'm saying i'm saying that like i'm so much younger than you i'm literally 29 so like <laughs> bitch i i have to say let me tell you it gets better the 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 more we grow the better life and the the crazier things just get it's 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 insane well, you know, a lot of was... people say like, "I oh, once you hit your thirties and you're gay, it's like you're sixty-five for the world." I'm like, I don't give a fuck. You know, it's like I don't care about age; it's just a freaking number. And it's like, first of all, that's for all the white gays out there. Mm -hmm. If you if you if you go with men who aren't white, they don't give a damn. Mm -hmm. They don't give a damn that you're over twenty-five. It's like, yeah, we'll take you. We accept you. It's but... like. If if they see that ass and then all of a sudden they get hard. I'm like, baby, there is no need to know the age, bitch. When there is <sighs> me, you don't ask. <laughs> you just go for it. <laughs> but I mean, you do set some boundaries. Like, I have one. It's literally the easiest thing. This is me in my power bottom era, which is simply if you're not eating my ass before you fuck me, you're not fucking me legit you gotta take the time like the foreplay has to be there for sure 
And I wanted to be like at least like a 30 minute session in order for me to be like prepared, you know, like treat a doll like a doll deserves to be treated before you get it. 30, wow. Uh -huh. I will say like a good 25, 30. Play with me, get to know me, and then like dive in, bitch. <laughs> yes. And, and you know, um, I was, I'm going to put this an example because it was like, like the last like consistent relationship that I had, like my last, my last partner, the sex was just like so performative for like two years. Oh my God. It was just like, we needed to be there just because we had to, not because we wanted to, you know? And I was like, why am I, why am I even still here? You know, it's like, I feel like sex, it's a very important thing of like sharing the same libido with, with the person that you want to spend your time with. It's very yeah. funny. Of course, like, this is the thing. I've gotten spoiled with the friends with benefits. So like any man, they know like, you. Man. Like, this is the thing. He's very much. He can go. He can go five, six times. Like, oh my boom, god, boom, 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 boom. I'm over. <laughs> you if don't you were... find them quite often here. Yeah. You don't find them anymore. <laughs> if if he was your type, baby, I would. But he 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 <laughs> like he likes them a little thick, like me. Ooh, uh, a little sloppy, sloppy. Never hurt nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Now, like, do you do you usually go like super rough, or you're more like on the vanilla side, or like? Um. Uh, he usually he knows how to like ebb and flow. Like he knows okay. how to go like rough, it's rough, nice. rough. Yeah. He usually is like a little bit soft, and then like goes rough, and then like mm -hmm. once he's getting towards the end, like where he starts like coming, that's when he'll start like going rough. Yeah. Then, like, okay. yeah. Once I feel the dick pulsate in me, like, and with he drops. <laughs> You're like, with, I did that. I did that. You know, I like to call myself like a little dominatrix kind of a thing. I'm very like a little controlled, controllative in bed. It's like, like, hi, babe. Are you ready to be like literally used by me? <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Man, I don't like them to fuck me even if I'm the bottom. You know what I mean? It's like you're gonna get that energy, like dumb bottom vibes. <laughs> that's exactly that's how like somebody who's like I had I've had guys who are like, I I would love to dominate you. I'm like, bitch, who? Mm-hmm. You and who else? It's Please. like it's like it, it's like it's like you dominating me? Uh-huh. Baby, no. Mm-mm. Sometimes you can you can read the vibe though, and it's like okay, I'm gonna let this men to do their thing because they, you know, you get that good vibe. But if it's not that, I'm like, I'm taking control. No, I'm I literally here. I literally just had a guy like yesterday, as I was on my way to work. He's like, he's like, he's like, come suck up a load or two, and I'm like, block, like, nope. <laughs> It's wrong baby wrong yeah zero i will give zero to that line zero yeah it's like we don't have to be like soulmates or whatever but at least have the decency to approach me with like some level of respect you know it's like 
Yeah. Expecting a good person to get in bed with me. <sighs> At least. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah. Have like, like, you don't gotta like treat me like I'm a saint, but like be a little fucking respectful. Like, I know, right? I'm like, if you're not paying, you're not calling me that, sir. Seriously. Uh -huh. Yes. Get you that money. Like, if you're not fucking putting that buck in my pocket, no, baby. We're not talking business. Yeah, that's like, it's like, it's like, okay, it's like, how much you gonna pay me? And this guy definitely was not gonna pay me. Like, maybe mm -hmm. I've been, I've been, I've been thinking about starting this business about like letting people uh, spank me at the club for five dollars. I've been seriously considering that. I'm like, in this economy, I want to get my QR code <laughs> here on my fucking shoulder and be like, spans five dollars and have fun. <laughs> have fun <dude." laughs> It's so funny because it, I did that one night because this guy got like approached me. I was like, oh, you look good. Can I spank you? And he went in and he was like, how was it? And one of my besties was there. And I was like, it's that all you got for real? And he went like harder. And then my friend was like, you should start charging for that. And I was like, you know what? I should. Well, were <laughs> you at the point? Eggs are getting too fucking expensive, even in Trader Joe's. So I'm like, girls gotta, girls gotta hustle. Girls gotta hustle. Well, this was the thing. Was it like you didn't try hard enough? Let me pull down my pants so you could just get on my thong and like slap my ass and see if that works. Yeah, like, was it like that? You're better, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, the things we do. <laughs> no, believe it or not, I had so. One time, the one time I have, well, one of the two times I've escorted, like, mm -hmm. I had this, like, older dude who's like, I want to suck your dick. He literally came into my place. He sucked my dick for two seconds, gave me $100, and walked out. I'm like. Maybe that is the treatment that we should seek on our daily. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm like, I'm like I don't got to call me either. Like, I uh, say less. Yeah. Yeah, like. And I think that's that's the magic of set of sex work. It's like people just want it and they're willing to pay for it. It's like what a doll can do, you know, what a doll can do. <laughs> if it's not collecting the bills. <laughs> of course, we are pro sex, pro sex worker on here, yeah, like pro everything. Yeah. yeah. And I love people it's not, it's not gonna buy itself. <laughs> I love when people shit talk sex workers and all of a sudden they consume porn. It's like, well, uh, hello. Who, what you, you think these people like are setting in their home movies? No. Hell no. They literally are on a set like, and you're watching them. So it's like, clearly you like sex. Yeah. You just, you I just don't want you just don't want to date somebody who's gotten only fans. It's like, and what's I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just another job. And yeah. I feel like yeah, in order for you to be able to perform and do this kind of thing, you definitely have to be like hypersexual in any way, shape or form. Like I'm always constantly thinking about like dick at all times. And I'm very grateful that I get exploded <laughs> with dicks in all sizes, colors and shapes on every social. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> it's, very, it's very, it's very rewarding, I have to say.
Z, dicks of all shapes and sizes. Let's put it this way. I'm not a size... I try not to be a size queen, but mm-hmm. being a thicker bitch with a fat ass, you have to have a dick that is a certain size mm-hmm. in order to be able to um, break the floodgates. Yes. <laughs> so it's like if you're not above six, if you're not above six inches, sorry, boo boo. Sorry, baby. You gotta it's find somebody me. else. Oh, baby. I. I mean, she's she's been to places. What can I say? <laughs> she's. <laughs> She can accommodate very well. That's that's how I like to put it. It's like, baby, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. You just need to take a little extra time in love and we can make it work. I promise. <laughs> no, it's like, that's why when some people are like, oh no, I'm scared to be with black guys. I'm like, I'm like, girl, you was you scared to fr- you were scared to take a big dick. That's They're what it is. Scared of like actually like the best sex of their lives, probably like bomb sex that's what they're scared of because i see no reason why not to we love we, we love we love we love i have to say like yes. if i have to pick I, I will definitely gravitate towards the bigger side of the spectrum mm-hmm. <laughs> yes we and know cool. what we want cool my we toys. know what we want mm-hmm and the most important part is like we're not afraid to say it and we're not afraid to ask for. That's also very important, you know? No, it's like that's why it, it's to everyone on here who's daddy dolls fans who will eventually see this who'd be like, oh, he only no, it's like, no, I'll, I have sex with white men twice a year. I call it community service. But <laughs> <clears throat> whoever is vibing at the moment is whoever is going to get it. That's yeah. the thing. It's like, yeah, if we connect at some level, baby, life's too fucking short and we're not getting any younger. So exactly. It's now. Now it's the time. But again, I have to say I consider myself definitely like a very um hypersexual person. Not necessarily has to be related to maybe like promiscuous in a way not slut shaming or like whatever but i take i i take sex in a very like intimate special level you know what i mean yeah exactly how to separate it but i would rather have like quality sex of over quantity sex yeah because it's like it's like it's like i would rather be with someone who could like I'd rather get five loads from the same person mm-hmm. than five loads from five different people in the same day. Yeah. Like that's because you can get like three good ones and two disappointments. We can avoid the disappointment part. <laughs> right? Let's avoid the disappointment part. Please and thanks. <laughs> and I feel like as as I grow older, I value that more because I'm like, you know what? Ain't nobody got time for bad sex. No one. No one should go through that. <laughs> That's why people that's why people who like this isn't necessarily gay people, this is straight people who's like they marry bad sex. It's like it's like baby, like it's a you got formula for failure. It's like you got married to someone who like didn't satisfy you. Like, why? Wow, Noah. God forbid, Noah. It's like oh. you want you want kids that badly, like kids aren't worth it. No, for real though, especially like 
sadly in this economy i'm like every time that i see like a little kid i'm like i'm so sorry for you shit's about to go down but <laughs> enjoy, enjoy it while you can though have fun yeah <laughs> do i so see my kids at some point in a very very like far future very far <laughs> maybe i say maybe maybe, uh -huh, maybe. maybe. I'm, I'm like i'm like i don't know is it like uh-huh i feel like if whenever i get to a point where i can afford someone to take care of my child 24 7 i'm like okay i can have one or two slay yeah <laughs> see see my thing is i'm like i would totally if someone's like i want kids i'm like well Let's see if I end up like on tour where like you're the one taking care of the kid and I'm the one out exploring the world. I'm like, yeah. I'm all for that. Like, yeah. And I'm exactly on the same mentality that you have. It's yeah. like one thing it's what you want to do. But the other thing is like your aspirations, you know, and I'm never going to put that on like on a second level. You know, I'm, I'm always going to look after like what I want to do in the future. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So what was it like for you coming out as non-binary? Oh, it was a big, big moment of like self-awakening. I was like, because I always was wondering why I was never able to fit, not even in my own community, you know, I'm like, I was like, what am I missing? And because, you know, like I'm always trying to seek for like the, like a friend group or whatever. And the reason right. why I wasn't achieving that is because I didn't know who I was. And I didn't, I wasn't surrounding myself with people that I wasn't able to relate to. And I was exactly. like, there's gotta be more depth into just me being like gay. You know what I mean? There's gotta be way more because the only explanation why I cannot, why I'm not able to like connect with other gays is because I'm like, I might be like something else. And that's when I started doing like introspective and like a lot of like, like, I don't know, like when I came to terms, it was because again, the makeup helped me to unlock and achieve a new mentality. I'm like, why should I conform and why should I dress up as like everyone is expecting me to dress up and like, why should I wear what everyone's like telling me to wear or the things that I should use? I'm like, I shouldn't be limited. You know, it's like, we're so fucking big and so fucking universal. I'm like, you're not gonna tell me no more. How am I supposed to look and who am I supposed to love? And I'm like, enough with that so when i came to terms of me being non-binary it just allowed me to keep on growing you know that's beautiful. It was just the beginning of like another another i was like it's just gonna be a phase you know like the makeup part is just gonna be another phase as i was like punk back in high school like you know i was like it's gonna come through and i'll be just like back to normal but I learned from this and from transforming and mutating into whoever character I wanted to be that that's the way that I'm supposed to be, you know, like that, that's me. That, yeah, I mean, 
you can't not be you. Like mm-hmm. that's that's why like once I found drag, it's like that's me. Mm-hmm. Like you put on everything, you like transform yourself. Like that's what going through the depression through so many years because I was depressed from the age of 12 to the age of 26 as I say the yeah. fact that I the fact that I am like still alive here talking to you to me is amazing and it's, it's like crazy. yeah it's a it's, purpose for you it's a freaking big yeah. purpose bitch I hope you believe that yeah because <laughs> again people it, just get to see that people just get to see that your character but they don't know how you feel at the end of the day. And not a lot of people is able to reach and be like, hey, are you okay? Or how was your day? You know, like they don't they don't know that. We just put ourselves our best out there so others can just like get inspired by that. You know, and sadly no one's gonna get inspired by, by the dark times, but we were able to, to go through. Yeah, that. well, I would say I do a little bit of both. I actually put kind of the worst out there because it's like, that's why I do this podcast because it's like I want to. I don't want to just show you the positive sides. Like I want to show you everything because mm-hmm. it's like it's like you. I don't want you to fall in love with the like false idealized. Like I can put on the wig, I can put on the makeup, I can do all this, but it's like I had to go through some dark shit. Oh yeah, to get there, and it's like I want you to know that. So like, mm-hmm. if you're like, how do you get to be strong? How do you get to be brave it's like you gotta go through some heartache that's why who is it one time as a songwriter somebody told me they're like they're like teach me how to write a song i'm like i cannot take you through my trauma of how to like get to be a songwriter so it's like i've heard about your life your life seems a little bit too fantastic Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to write songs so it's like sorry baby yeah, you definitely have to, Yeah. Art it's absolutely related to our emotions for sure and the things absolutely. that happen all through it. It's like if I'm having a sad day and I'm telling you this like my type of personality is like I'm not usually like the kind of person who's like able to show it or express it. I've been getting way better at that though, but in terms of like how I feel inside, I try to reflect that with the makeup. You know, it's like if some days yeah. I feel like a little bit more blue or like a little bit more sad, I tend to gravitate to colors or like textures or like techniques that allow me to like tell the world that, you know what? It's like, I'm still fucking slaying, but I'm not at my hundred, you know, today, yeah. kind of a thing. And that's okay. Like you yeah, not being at, at, not at your hundred, I'm telling this to everyone. It's like, that's okay. Like the people who are always happy and like always it's are just fake. like, it's fucking fake. It absolutely is fake. It's like, yeah. it's like, those are the people you can't trust. Mm-hmm. The people who are always like, play, praise be God. I bless every day that the God is. And I'm like, no, bitch. I'm like, I'm like, the you hiding something like you hiding something. You not <laughs> you're not going to say it, but I know you hiding something like, I know too. I know too. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's I had this discussion with somebody when they're talking about like they don't put up walls. I'm like, I only put up walls with people 
when I feel that like somebody's homophobic. Oh yeah. Or is like and we can detect those red flags very quickly. And yeah. it's like then I'm gonna step back and be guarded and be timid. But it's like mm-hmm. And I'm always like that when I'm meeting people because it's like I want to get to know you. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, not necessarily with queer people because it's like the older of us, mm-hmm. the ones who you young 21 year olds call us senior citizens. Baby, fuck, uh-huh. fuck you. Um, okay. <laughs> but it's like, listen. We had to go through our traumatic stuff so that you can be here and basically come out and like have the pride flag out when you and come out. Best and, life. Yeah. And yeah. again, I feel like history, like story repeats itself, you know, like there's also like our queens and kings who fought for us to be able to do what we do today. That's exactly it. like I feel like they also require and it's like our mission to be iconic for the new generations period yeah because now no one no one else is going to do it if it's not us right right and especially like i have two little nephews and i'm like baby if any of you ends up being like a big ass gay i want you to have this like freaking uncle that like like he's gonna got your back you know like nothing's gonna tell you shit you know you you will be able to just like do what you want in terms of like how you express yourself and like how you want whoever you want to love you know they're like my biggest inspiration my little nephews to be honest wow yeah see i don't i don't have any like younger children in my life because like i i have a very small family obviously you coming from mexican family you probably have a rather large family right Mm -hmm. well i have three siblings but my two siblings in the middle they already have uh kids yeah see it's just my it's just my sis it's just my sister and i and like my sister hasn't had kids yet Mm -hmm. and she's the one who like in my family is going to have kids because like both me and my cousin who are like the other side of the family they're like my cousin's 37 she's like I never wanted kids. I'm like, I don't want kids either. So it's like, yeah, if you yeah. want to, if you want to, if you want to continue on the family, sis, you got to do it yourself. Cause I ain't going to. Right. And the thing is like, nephews are the best because you're actually like, they look like you, they could pass as your own, but they're not yours. So it's like, if you get bored after five minutes, I'm like, bitch, I'm done with you. Go back with your mama. You know? <laughs> five minutes and we're still going to be cool. <laughs> that is the, the magic <laughs> yeah and it's like plus it's like i can't i can't be real with you until you get older anyway well and then especially if you are gay i'll like sneak you away from your mom and then i'll start like telling oh you God. about it we're gonna teach you the ways it's step by step <laughs> i'm gonna tell you about that time that i got fucked in the parking lot at a gay club <laughs> oh my god i know right i'm gonna tell you about that time when i had five waiting for me at the dick dog in p-town <laughs> I'm like, it's not my fault everyone wanted it sorry <laughs> <laughs> the drinks were drinking so <laughs> but that was not on video sadly baby that's why i didn't tell you this story although well I could, although i could make it happen let me put it this way the best sex that i've had hasn't been on camera like period bitch 
I told I told this story. I'll tell you this story. We're almost done with the questions, but it's like I'll tell you the story. So like I told someone, like, granted, I was younger when this happened. So like I have had sex with a crackhead before. So it's like <laughs> we're banning that road. <laughs> <laughs> and that was and then they were like the first person to like eat me out. So then like once I I was in an open relationship with my um boyfriend at the time and i'm like once they did that i'm like i'm like okay you're doing this from now on it's like it's like you wanted to be the top you wanted to be the top i'm setting the rules uh-huh <laughs> as, as you should as you should <laughs> <laughs> so have you ever suffered with body insecurities um yes i feel that's something that i I've had pretty much from very early days of my life. Um, so my mom, my parents, and again, I love them so much. Like they, they were a little complicated at the beginning when I came out of the closet, but now we're cool and we love each other so much. And everything right now is just working perfectly on both sides. But yeah, I have to say a lot of my body dysmorphia and insecurities. I got them from my mom because she, she's just fucking stunning. Like I grew up with a mother that was always like the hot mother, the hot mama, the, the MILF, if you will, like body, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy face. And where everywhere she was going, she was being like celebrated just because of the way she looked. And because of that, she was always very, I have to say very demanding with her own self. I will see her always like on a diet and like complaining about this food or that food. And I feel like eventually at some point, especially during my teenagers years, I got that from her. Yeah. You know, I was like, I was like, okay, she's never happy with the way that she looks. It's like, I feel like I'm not happy with the way that I look. And I think, right now it's 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 so much better but again we all have those days when you're just like you're just not feeling it but it's okay i feel like at the end of the day how we look and like what we got is just like it's like so it's just a very short brief in time and life you know it's like it's it's just like it's just the outside it's like and uh my mom has been getting way better with that too to be quite honest it's like a it's yeah. like a like a teamwork but i have to say my insecurities rely more on the fact that when i was growing up i was very thin i was very skinny like and i was eating i was eating what i was supposed to do what i was supposed to be eating and i was just like i thought i was like doing it on the normal way but i will get always these comments of like are you sick you should be eating more you should be eating more like for people and everyone that's around me that's the thing that i was always having planted in my head and i'm like i don't know what else should i do you know and right now it's like i love my body and i love myself just the way that i am with all my flaws and everything because we're not perfect but some days i i cannot help but going back to those days you know what i mean yeah it's just like something that i'm always gonna carry but i can it's like i'm not gonna let that 
sensation like take over my body and like stop me from doing things or let that affect my mood like i refuse because i let i let that thing go long time ago exactly and mm -hmm. it's like i and definitely we all struggle we all struggle with that yeah i have myself so like this is the thing like being a thicker person you see people all the time you see all these models and it's like you get to okay so i am six foot three I am mm -hmm. a tall bitch. A tall bitch. I, love a yeah. tall bitch. Yeah. I thought I should weigh 150 pounds. Mm -hmm. That's and not like, possible. Yeah, huh? ex exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, like, especially the way that I'm built. And then, like, eventually, like, it was like towards the end of the pandemic. I'm basically like, I started walking around like half naked in drag, wearing like t shirt dresses, bodysuits, wearing fishnets, and basically saying, like, Big if, you don't, Big if you don't. Yeah, if you don't like my body, you don't gotta fucking look at me. Yeah. Like, Fuck off. You're still gonna fucking serve cunt every time that you get. Seriously. Yeah. And it's like some of y'all drag queens that have to pad, y'all are just like jealous that I have a natural ass and I don't have to. <laughs> yeah, they're just not gonna, they're never gonna admit that, but I'm pretty sure it's just jealousy, maybe. <laughs> it's jealousy. Yes. <laughs> Yes, definitely. And I do have to say, I'll give you, I'll give you a positive, like you are stunning and amazing. Like, thank you so much. And thank you for having me again. I'm like, it really amazes me. Like how people like you, like reach out to me something I'm like, yeah. how come you want to know about me? You know what I mean? Like how I find that really, really amazing. And I'm really grateful for this moment and for your platform. Yeah. Well, it's in truth, what it is, is it's, in truth, I don't tell people I'm giving away my secret right now. It's like I find somebody I find attractive and like I find a way to like get an angle to like make them interesting. <laughs> well, you know what? Thank you. Thank you. That's the steam boost that I needed today. I really appreciate it. <laughs> and again, I, best of the look. I wish I hope this is not the last time that I get to see you because I had so much fun today. No, like okay oh crap i didn't realize what time it was yeah i mean i still gotta uh how much more time do you have like i know we're running kind of close to the end like i have so here's the thing i'm celebrating one of my friends birthday today yeah. i have to take a little break in the middle and then i'm going back to her house because we're, okay we're getting good stuff right there we're getting very good weed <laughs> yeah you 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 fine boo anyway like okay. definitely i have i have some questions left so obviously i'll be able yeah. to like but come if you up want to go for them i'm i'm open we can keep going okay i got literally i got like three more yeah let's finish this right how about okay. that? so well you said you did weed my next question is what's your relationship to drugs and alcohol <laughs> um i definitely been cutting my alcohol to more than half. I was this girly who will go out and black out on alcohol like most of the times. But now I like more my party drugs. I feel like they last longer. You don't have to be fucked up the next day, or at least I never get like a bad reaction or something like that. Yeah. And weed, baby, weed, that marijuana saved my entire existence. <laughs> I'm like, it's me mellow and relaxed but i love Art. them to be honest like i love a good time i love to party 
I'm not afraid to say it. And that is just like a very good enhancer to me, in my opinion. Sell work. In terms of me, drugs, I only abused one thing. It's something legal, which mm-hmm. I'm going to say this because people probably don't think you can abuse this. So I have um, bone spurs in the heels of both of my feet. Okay. So like before I got on health insurance, I was abusing ibuprofen like crazy. Like I was oh, taking yeah, that. Uh-huh. for four months. I was taking I was taking 18, 24 pills a day. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I had a very good. I had a very weird thing with Pepto Bismol when I was little. I will drink that shit straight from the bottle. <laughs> Mary, that was that was the first red flag. But here's the thing about drugs. In my opinion, if you do them for pure recreational purposes, baby, yeah. have fun. If you're not trying to like numb yourself from a feeling or a sensation, if you're not trying to escape your reality for something that happened then go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Embrace it. Have fun. If you have a very good dealer and you know that his stuff is safe, baby, you're blessed. Count your blessings and get them to your friends too. So that's the thing. As long as you're not trying to hide anything or like numb any kind of feeling, you're good. You're good. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll skip that one and then I'll end on this one. So what's the biggest misconception about you? Oh, the biggest misconception about me, I think people just tend to think, ah, my gosh, people might, and I'm, I'm telling you this because it comes from a place where I feel like sometimes not even like the closest people that I have reach out to me. And I feel like because of the way that I present and because of the way that I'm online and because like my personality, I feel like most people think that I'm always happy, you know? Yeah. And it's not the truth. It's like sometimes, and again, I struggle a lot to show people when I'm facing uh, a difficult time or when I'm not feeling okay, because again, I feel like, I like to empower people and I like to lift people up and how am I supposed to do that for others when I'm not, when I'm not even can keep like keep myself together, you know, but that's a big misconception. And I feel like only my closest girlies are the ones that I'm like, Hey babe, can I have like a little intervention? But I, I have to tell them, like, I have to tell people that I'm not doing well. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're so bright and people gravitate towards you and you're so happy and it's so contagious and like that. But I'm like, yes, but at the end of the day, I'm, I like to believe that I'm a doll. I really do like that yeah. fantasy for me, but I'm, I'm just a human. Yeah. Like everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will, I will say for me, people have a tendency to think that i that i'm shady i'm not shady mm-hmm. i'm blunt like a diva if you will it's it's not <laughs> even diva it's like it's like here's the thing if i have something to ask you or i have something to tell you that i feel would help you, you i'm will. gonna fucking say it like mm-hmm. 
like one of my friends now, like literally when they interviewed, when I interviewed them for the first time, they live in LA. I asked him like, since you live in LA, do you have real friends? Like that's like confess. Uh huh. It's like, it's like, that's something where it's like, yeah, of course I'm going to ask you that question. You want to know why? Because everything I've heard about LA is that everyone's fake as fuck. So mm -hmm. like, I want to know, is it, can you actually find somebody to be a friend or is it like you're that person who's like and then they told me yes i had this person that but it's like they had to laugh at first because they were like like, no, like it's, oh it's, my god the shade i can't i'm like i'm sorry just, yeah and i feel like there's a big misconception of the terminology of friendship especially like in the gay community it's like baby it's like that's something you have to work on and you have to build you know it's not something that is just gonna happen and flourish out of nowhere that's not how it works that's why i have like i can tell you i have like my five girlies that i'm like i will die for and i will do anything for them and i know they they also got my back but to get to that point it took me years and yeah. the thing the thing is it's like you have this is my view. You have different levels of friendship. Like you mm -hmm. have people who like you are super close with. I have a few of those. You have people who are like what I call like entertainment, like for the party, gay, 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 yeah. gay friends. And then like you have people who are more like acquaintances. And it's like it's because you can't like spread yourself so thin, like there's people where like you have to like there's people like i want to be there for and it's like yeah. but you can't be there for everybody like i can't like granted yes i've chilled i've vibed with people on this podcast but it's like i can't be friends with everybody who's ever been on here like yeah i know there's no way I, don't, I, don't, I got a job like i got a job besides this like i i got a life mm -hmm. true yeah, I don't fuck with acquaintances, though. It's like, I'm not here for the small talk. I'm here about to talk about my dreams and the universe and how things work. And I'm like, I just need, like, real people around me to keep me, like, again, like, to think that I'm not insane. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, mm -hmm. and it's like, you want someone who's real because, like, like, I, I, your energy for me, like, amazing. Like, I love you, like. Thank you. I love you too. I'm actually yeah, having yeah. such a blast right now. Like I fuck with you a lot. Hit me up when you're in Boston, yeah. please. I know I got I know somebody now I here's the thing. I know people. I know we're closing up. I promise. It's like, <laughs> I know people all around the country and like everybody wants me to come see them. I'm like, I'm like, you gonna pay as, a, as I said, you gonna pay for me to come see you. Like, <laughs> It's like, but I'll make a trip to Boston. Like the only condition is like a, a couch, so I can crash there. It's like I don't need, a, I don't need a lot. No, it's like yeah. I don't even need a couch. I'm like, I need like, are there cheap hotels? Like that's oh yeah, hookers and cigarettes. <laughs> that's what we need. That's why somebody like judged me for for staying at a for staying at Motel Six. I'm like, listen. All I need is a bed. Yeah. I need a bed, like no roaches, and like I'm all good. Like life, it's outside the room, honestly. Life happens outside the Motel 6 room, and you can always have like the best experience. It's not about where you sleep. Fuck it. 
Well, also, I hope at some point, yeah, I hope to have life inside the hotel room too. Yeah, bring somebody I mean, home. Too. <laughs> <laughs> light a doll properly. I'm down. <laughs> well, anyway, with that being said, as I said, loved getting to meet you. Nice meeting you too. And with that being said, this is Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and I hope you've enjoyed. Bye, everyone. Have a good day. <laughs>